this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. So I, I'm sure we've all been in those situations where we have tried something different, where we have done something new, where we've gone to a place that likely if we're being honest with ourselves, we wouldn't have done it on our own. But because someone took the initiative and invited us, we're willing to step into that new opportunity or to go to that new place or to experience that new event. And as we look back on it, even though we were slightly hesitant at the time, we we are so grateful that we did it. And even more so, we're so grateful that someone took the initiative to invite us because we wouldn't have gotten there on our own. I was thinking of this recently, just a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a guy in our church, a younger guy than me, uh, invited me to, to consider start working out with him. And initially I was kind of reluctant. I'm like, I'm not really sure I want to do that. And, and he was persistent in a good way. He just kept inviting me and saying, listen, you choose the place, you choose the time, we'll make it happen. And so I made it as easy as I could. I'm like, okay, let's do it in the park right next to where I live. Um, Wednesday mornings are open. Let's do it in the morning. And so he has been there. And as I think about it, even though I've been going for just a couple of weeks now, I'm so glad that I did. Like, I so appreciate the fact that he took the initiative and invited me to do it. Because on my own, I likely wouldn't have done it. This fall, we are jumping into a new series called What's Under the Hood. And, and essentially, it's a series that, look, that is looking at what is the culture of our church? What is it that, that really drives us to do the things that we do? That absolutely, we have a vision and absolutely, we have ministries and strategies. But at the end of the day, who is it that we're wanting to become? Not just simply as a church, but also for us as individuals. And this week, I want to land on that core value of we want to be a church that is inviting, but that, that as individuals, we want to be invitational when it comes to our faith. Now, I get it. I get it. For, for some of you, this is easy. For some of you, this is natural. Others are like, uh, I am not so sure that I want to be doing this. And so I want to talk through a little bit of why it's so important for us to be invitational. But then, but then also look at how do we do it in a way that isn't awkward, that, that, that isn't guilt-inducing, that, that, that doesn't put people off in the wrong place. I think oftentimes people may wonder, well, listen, listen, I, I, I think faith is, is, is personal, but it's also private. Like, like can it just kind of be like a me and Jesus sort of deal? But you know what I'm convinced of? The, the majority of people actually oftentimes step into church or begin to consider faith because someone has invited them. I mean, maybe you watching here right now, you're, you're watching us online, not because it was your initial initiative, but because someone has invited you. Now, I get it. Maybe for some of you, you have been just starting to watch and you're just slowly starting to kind of engage with, with who Jesus is and, and what our church is all about. I'm, I'm going to give you a bit of a temporary pass, but, but understand this, that, that the more you become a part of our community, we want you to be invitational. We, we want faith not to be simply private, but that's something you invite others to consider. So why is it? Like, 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 why is it so important that, that, that we become more invitational in our faith? When I looked at the example of Jesus, he was incredibly invitational. That, that the moment someone was even remotely interested in him, 
He, he invited them to come and follow him. When you start to look at Jesus' ministry, it was based upon being invitational. And that wasn't just simply he thought he should do. He encouraged his disciples, his followers to do it as well. One of the final pieces of, of instructions that he gives to them after the resurrection, as we start to see the movement of Jesus beginning, he's like, listen, go and make disciples. Notice Jesus doesn't say, hey, listen, listen, you got this relationship with me. That's great. Keep it private. Keep growing. Do your thing. Keep the group small. No, he's like, go and tell others. Now, you may be thinking, hey, Joel, this is offside. Like, come on. Like, that. You, you can't just simply say we have to be more invitational because Jesus said so. Well, yes and no. What I hope we start to see is that we want to invite people, not because it's a I have to, but rather it's I want to. You see, for us as a church, we want to lead people to Jesus. In that statement in and of itself, it talks about the importance of being invitational. But, but why do we want this? Because we believe, because I believe, that's in Jesus that lives are transformed, they're changed, and communities are impacted for good. Uh, to put it another way, we want to invite people to consider Jesus because life is better with him. One of the best promises that Jesus gives to us is his promise of an abundant life. Uh, an abundant life, not just simply about what happens after we die, but rather life right now. That I believe that in Jesus, we have a greater sense of purpose. We, we live with more hope. We, we can have a sense of peace. I mean, there's, there's one part in Jesus' ministry where he says, listen, if you're tired, if you're wearied, if you're burdened, then come to me and I will give you rest. I mean, don't we want that in our lives? And if we've experienced that in our lives, don't we want that for others as well? I mean, I mean, think about it for a moment. I'm sure we've all had the encounter or the experience where we've gone to a great new restaurant or maybe we've checked out a new series or, or maybe we found this amazing store with great deals. We, we don't want to keep it to ourselves, do we? we? We want others that we know to experience it as well. And so what do we do? We, we tell them about it. Well, what is that? It's a means of invitation. You see, if we've experienced the, the work of Jesus in our lives, we, that becomes the motivation for us to be invitational towards others. You, you see, that's the why behind why we invite. Because we want this abundant life of Jesus in the lives of others. And so, doesn't it make sense that we want to introduce them to it as well? But how do we do it? Like, too often we've seen it, and maybe you've experienced it, kind of the, the awkward invite or the guilt-inducing invite, or the like, the, 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 you, you feel like, I, I can't get out of this, and I don't really want to go there. And so how do we do it in a natural way? How, how does it begin to become our posture and really just kind of flow more out of us? I want to turn to a passage really early on in Jesus' ministry. It comes in John chapter 1, and it's at a time where a guy by the name of John the Baptist is telling others about Jesus. He's essentially inviting people to consider Jesus. You see, the Jewish people had been waiting for a very, very long time for the promise of the Messiah, the, the one who is essentially going to restore the nation of Israel. And, and there's this language, this terminology they would use. They would speak of the Lamb of God. You see, in the Old Testament, a lamb would be sacrificed as a means of reconciling and forgiving the sins of the people. Well, John the Baptist starts talking about how Jesus is the Lamb of God. He's inviting them to consider them, to consider him, and to begin to follow him. 
So just a bit of context, we're going to jump in. And in this passage, we're going to see this incredible means as to how we can become more invitational. But I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you that as you hear me reading this story, this encounter to you, can you begin to maybe associate with someone in the story? There's going to be different people introduced, and, and maybe someone becomes kind of more meaningful or, or more relevant to you. So let's jump in when we talk about it, and then we're going to look at how does this apply in our lives as well. So John 1 verse 35, it says this. It says, the following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for him and Nathanael and told him, we have, found the, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, explained Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here's a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel explained, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Okay, now I get it, I get it. There, there was kind of a lot there. But in this, I see three incredible lessons as to how we can become more invitational. How, how there may be things that are right in front of us that, that we are missing. And so what are they? The, the first one is this, is to be more invitational, the first place you start, is the relationships with people you already have. I mean, when it talks about being invitational, I'm not asking you to go up to complete strangers, to, to people you don't know, people who don't know you, and, and start to invite them into your home or, or to consider Jesus or, or to come to church. Like, that's just going to be awkward. It's going to be weird. And, and it's probably not going to work. And it's going to be a discouragement to you. Do you notice what Andrew did? He saw Jesus. He experienced Jesus. He went and told his brother Peter, and brought Peter to consider Jesus. Philip experienced Jesus, and he went and told a friend, Nathaniel, to come and consider Jesus. You see, we all have relationships with different people. Maybe it's people in our family. Maybe it's people at work. Maybe it's some of our neighbors. How, how do we become more invitational? And when I talk about that, it's, it's not just simply about getting them to church but rather, how do you invite them to begin to see a faith in your life? And so maybe it's inviting them into your home. Maybe it's in inviting them out for a cup of coffee and begin to look for opportunities 
Because when we start to take this posture of, of looking for opportunities to become even more invitational, we'll start to find ourselves in circumstances where we can have conversations about our faith. You see, being invitational is not about forcing it down someone's throat, but rather being open, being expectant that God is going to open up opportunities for you to talk more about your faith and about Jesus. You notice what, 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 what Philip did, what, what Andrew did? They just simply said, come and see. The second thing, the second thing is to understand that when we're invitational, we're not to be confrontational. I, I, I think sometimes we, we, we come across too strong. Like what I love about this story is when Philip first came to Nathaniel, Nathaniel wasn't convinced. Uh, Philip is like all excited. He's like, listen, listen, we found the one. We found the Messiah, Jesus from Nazareth. And Nathaniel's like, Nazareth, Nazareth. Like, can anything good come from Nazareth? He's like, like, whatever. But you notice what Philip didn't do? He didn't kind of tuck tail and never bring it up again. Nor did he become confrontational. He simply invited him. And I love what he did. He said, just, just come and see. Come and check it out for yourself. I think the same is true for us, that when we're inviting people, there may be times where, where people may ask you questions that you're like, well, I, I don't know the answer to that. Or, or they may make comments about church that you're like, okay, I get it. But just simply be invitational. Simply leave the door open for them to come and see. And the third thing is this. Being invitational means that we leave the results up to God. You see, what happens next is up to Jesus. I, I love this story because Nathaniel was skeptical. He, he was like, I don't really know what this is all about. And, and Philip is like, well, just come and see. And you notice what happens? Because Nathaniel was at least willing to go, his attitude towards Jesus was changed. You see, you see, I think when we leave the results up to God, it allows us to be more patient. That, that, that God often works in ways and in timings that isn't always on our schedule. You see, when we leave the results up to God, it, it allows us to defeat discouragement by being patient. Because you may think, well, I, hey, Joel, I've, I've asked my family members, or I've asked my colleagues, or I've asked my neighbors, and they haven't yet come. And so I've asked a couple times, so I'm just going to drop it. No, no, no. Just continue to be intentional. What, what I've learned in my own life is that so often, it's not days or weeks or months, but oftentimes years later, that people begin to consider more of Jesus. You see, you see, being invitational, not allowing your faith to be private, creates a space where when people come to a place where they have questions about God or are interested about church, they will know who to go and ask. So, so what's our, what's our takeaway? The very beginning I asked you to consider who you are in the story, because this is where it gets personal. Because you can read these passages in the Bible and be like, yeah, that's good, that's interesting, and move on. But how does it apply to your life? Maybe for some of you watching today, you are like Nathaniel. You're, you're kind of skeptical. You're, you're sort of exploring faith. And so what I'm not asking of you is to be invitational, to, to, to be inviting others to consider Jesus, because you haven't even landed there yet. 
But would you be like Nathaniel? Would you come and see? Would you continue to explore? Whether it's online or, or, or whether it's in person, begin to see what we believe Jesus can offer you. A life truly transformed, a, a life filled with hope, a life with greater sense of peace, a, a life with, with an ultimate sense of purpose. You see, ultimately, that's what we want for you. We want this abundant life that Jesus offers. Maybe for others, you're, you're not like Nathaniel. You're like Andrew and Philip, that you have come, you have seen, you have experienced the, the incredible reality of faith and relationship with Jesus. My question to you is, are you being intentional? Are you intentionally inviting others to consider Jesus? I mean, after all, if you've experienced that difference in your life, don't you want that in the lives of others as well? So, so, so what does this look like? Maybe it looks like inviting someone to come to church. Maybe it looks like inviting someone to, to come into your home and, and to begin to get to know you better. What, what I believe being invitational means is you are much more intentional about looking for opportunities that God is going to present to you to talk about your faith. You see, one thing I've had to overcome in my own life is to stop making excuses for others. Maybe you don't do this, but, but I do this often in my life. I, I, I think about wanting to talk about my faith or, or I think about wanting to invite someone to church or to a small group or, 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 or to some other church activity. And immediately I start to make excuses on their behalf in my own mind. I'm thinking, ah, oh, they're, they're probably busy or, or maybe they're not interested or, or I don't want to put them in an awkward spot. You know what I've learned over the years? Is that when I stop making excuses... And, and I just simply ask in a very friendly, non-confrontational way that oftentimes incredible things happen. Oftentimes they were in a place where, where they were simply waiting to be asked. Do you know the majority of people come to faith, come to church, not because they, they went there on their own, but because someone they trusted, someone they knew invited them. As I think back to the very beginning of this message, we've all experienced new things. Perhaps you've come across new restaurants or you started watching a new show because of what someone else suggested to you. That, that, that we've done some incredible things that we may not have done on our own. What about our faith? Are we inviting others to consider Jesus? I'm sitting on the front porch of a friend of mine. And as I think of the front door, the invitation is this. When we invite others to consider Jesus, we are opening the door. Whether they choose to come in, whether what happens next is up to them. And so what I'm asking you to invite, I'm asking you just to open the front door. Let people to begin to consider who Jesus is. Because when we're intentional in doing that, incredible things begin to happen. What I've learned over the years is I have no idea what God is up to in the midst of people's lives. And when I take the little step of opening the door 
and inviting others to consider Jesus, I become a participant in oftentimes something incredible that God is already doing in their life. So what about you? Maybe you're someone like Nathaniel, skeptical, wondering about who Jesus is. We want to open the front door for you. You can belong even before you believe. But will you continue to join us? Consider who Jesus is in your life. If you're a follower of Jesus, can you become more invitational? Can you open the front door to allow people to begin to experience and understand not only who Jesus is, but what Jesus desires for them? Let's pray together. And so gracious God, we just give thanks for who you are. For me personally, I give thanks, Jesus, for just the way that you have changed my life, how you've given me greater sense of purpose and, and peace. And I pray for those that are watching today that maybe relate to Nathaniel. They're skeptical. They have questions. They, they are really wondering, Jesus, can you really make a difference? I pray, God, that you would become even more real to them in specific ways. I pray for those of us that have, have stepped through the door, have, have recognized their need for you. Jesus, may, may we not allow our faith to be private, but may we be intentional. May we take a step of faith this week to invite someone into our home, into our lives, or even into our church so that they can ultimately encounter you. For we ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10.30 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, we have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get back, right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone. <laughs>